This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time to be taken on a journey on the DJ Mac Travel Show, only on Plains FM. and welcome to today's show. Once again, we've got Chris and Helen doing part two of their journey through India. Um, welcome to the Hello. show again. Hello. Hello. And um, so the last part of the show, we talked about the beginning and where they were in, in India. So definitely go back and have a look at the podcast on that. But now we've sort of, we finished off by talking about trains and sleeper cars and what you were doing there. And um, so... The next part is you did travel on buses and, and so forth and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, we travelled on a couple of local buses and we did a couple of long-distance buses, but train was definitely our vehicle of choice. Right. Okay, and you encountered a bus that all had beds in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'd never been on a bus which had uh, a, re- a bed. You couldn't sit up like it had a seat. It had a double bed in it. And right. luckily... It was a double... <laughs> had a double bed downstairs and a double bed upstairs. So luckily we were um, together because you could, if you book one ticket and you're on your own, you could find yourself in a double bed with another person. Right. <laughs> you can, do, you can sit okay. up and you can sit up in the bed. Yep. Um, or you can lie down. So okay. they give you a pillow and a blanket or a sheet, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. And the irony was that was the first time we actually came across another Kiwi while we were on that bus. Okay. And they were from Christchurch. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and were, were they doing something similar to you? What were they up yeah, to? Yeah, they were, actually. I don't think they were travelling for as long. They were travelling just um, for a few weeks, if I remember rightly. Yeah, okay. The interesting thing about that journey, in my mind, was going through... Um, there was a national park, and it had a forest... It had a fire that had been, I think, accidentally lit by a poacher, wasn't it? Um, trying to get one of the local farmers into trouble but the fire went out of control okay. and basically burnt, the park down. burnt off this national park down with all the animals um, oh dear. in it yeah and we went through the edge and they were still batting down the fire and you could get the you know, smoke came into the bus and the, you could see them walking along the side of the road with the uh, with their um bits of branches that they were trying to bash, oh, smother bash the, the flames out. yeah we saw quite a few animals there because they'd obviously been put out of the, the, the park because of the fire. Yeah, so, so they we were saw an the elephant, um, crocodile. Deer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quite interesting. Yeah. And they were just sitting on the side of the road or they were just, yeah. Or just near the edge. You could just see it on the edge, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think the centre of the park had been burnt quite badly. Right. And where were you heading to there? Is that on your way to Mumbai? Or uh, was that... Were we going to Mysore, I think, or Mysore. from Mysore? Oh, yeah, we got the bus. Is that the bus from Uti down to Mysore? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you, you headed to Mumbai, which used to be called Bombay. Yes, it did. Yeah. And what did you think of that place? As a, was it worthwhile going? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely go. Um, the, we got there. It is, it is full on. Um, you know, it is all your senses are on fire. Um, there are so many people, and, but they are friendly, really friendly, friendly as. Yeah. And the architecture 
there was really interesting. There was it was faded again, faded faded colonial architecture, but some really amazing Gothic buildings and you know just really interesting um, kind of from uh, when the British people would have been there in the Raj. You know, so it's just yeah. kind of look. It's just a really interesting mix when you've oh, got kind of like yeah, you've got nutty India and. And a bit of modern India as well. Yeah, uh, I think Mumbai's where Bollywood's based as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. the we went, railway station. And we went into the Muslim section there, didn't we? And then had coffee with with those locals. Yeah. And they just bought us coffee because we were chatting and you know saying where we'd come from. And uh, yeah, they were really friendly. We were very, just walking really nice. from our hotel just to go for and explore around the city. And we, I think there was a there was. What was going on? There was something going. There was a parade going on, and we stood to the side and got chatting to the locals. And they just said, "Come into our shop," and sat us down. And this was just just um, around about the time uh, of the Christchurch shootings. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it was yep. just after then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And you were a bit dubious t- about telling them about Christchurch. No, and well, about that where you're from, I guess. They were they were really friendly, and uh, and you know they they. They made it known that they didn't. They didn't think that um, you know all that Kiwis were bad at all. It was just one person that had mm. uh, uh, you know had made this thing happen. Yeah, it was and actually a really nice experience. It wasn't was because yeah. we'd been quite upset watching what had been going on in Christchurch. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. Obviously, we weren't here, which was worse. But yeah. yeah. And so you know, had a mixture of different architecture, and then you basically went on a slum tour. It's like a tour of the. Yep. The slums. We did. That was eye-opening. It really was. Um, we went in, into the slum, which yes. was um, amazing, and there was a non-profit organisation there that took you around the slum. We paid to go on a slum tour because they don't like people, or people in the slum don't like you going or having tourists going there taking pictures. So the non-profit would take you in and you'd, you'd look around, you'd go to certain places in the, in the slum, and they, the money that went into the tour would then go back into the slum for schooling and that type of thing. It was quite an eye-opener, I think, from my perspective, because, well, as well as seeing how people live, the kind of industries, there was lots of industries and and workshops in there, so paint cans that were being cleaned out and um, batteries that were being dismantled and, you know, stuff that actually, frankly, health and safety-wise... Was quite dangerous. Was pretty dangerous. Really dangerous, yeah. But, you know... Tanning, tanning, people um, you know, ha- yeah. skins and stuff. And people having a job, which meant that they could maintain their their families with a little bit of money and a bit of income, actually. So um, that was massive eye-opener. And then very, very narrow streets. And, you know, you had to be with somebody who, could, who knew their way around anyway because kind of like narrow streets with a family living in a room downstairs and then another family up the ladder living in the room upstairs. Upstairs. And in the monsoon season apparently the lower floor levels all get flooded yeah, so they move a, everything a up everybody water. then shares the upstairs room as well so they they, they combine again upstairs yeah. yeah okay so pretty crowded conditions yeah and the one that you went in how many people were sort of living in that type of area it's a good question right well, i'm gonna guess like yeah. a couple of million i don't know yeah yeah because uh, in, in yeah, bombay I remember, or, yeah. um, it's the biggest slum it's, I think it's either the biggest slum in the world or it's the biggest one in Southeast Asia. I can't remember. And the density of Mumbai itself is one of the most dense cities mm, in the world. Yes, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, okay. But I have to say, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been too. to Mumbai 
about 20 years ago and only spent the night there and been really quite confronted by the poverty there. But this time, probably going on the slum tour helped kind of... Bring it into reality. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty confronting, but seeing that and meeting some of the locals and having a chat and then kind of seeing the architecture and just walking around. Yeah, because you talked earlier on about the train station. The train station is just, you know, one of these... um, it's train stations it's amazing architecture looking like it should be in London or something mm-hmm. um, you know and we we saw everything there we went to the, the cinema not very far from the train station and watched a Bollywood film and then we went to the slum tour just down the road you know it's yeah. just you can you've got everything you could possibly want <laughs> from each end of the spectrum yeah. so going to the cinema is an interesting experience in India so they stand up for the national anthem okay at the beginning of a film uh, they have an intermission where you can go and order food and then they bring you the food to your seat while the film while the has film started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and to be honest with you, violence seems a lot more acceptable. Yeah. In We saw two or three films while we were in India and we were actually were surprised by the, the portrayal of, of kind of violence that's um, you know positioned as humour. Yeah, so the the police hitting their suspects and stuff like that was was uh, you know got laughs from the crowd. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay then. <laughs> Interesting insights, anyway. All right. From our perspectives. And so, how long were you in Mumbai for? Was it about a day, two days, uh, a bit longer? About three days, weren't we? Three or four. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Right, and then from there you travelled on a train that basically took you eight hours, and you travelled directly across from Mumbai to the east. Is that right? Oh, when you say eight hours, I, I think I was maybe think it was probably, oh, I think it was a lot longer oh, actually, than that. that. I can't 36. remember, but it was yeah, a <laughs> So 36 hours, so a yeah. good day and a half, I mean, even yeah. more. And so yeah. you definitely want to pick your um, seating arrangement for that. Um, and on the train that we were on, the sleeper, they'd give you a blanket and a pillow. And if you can get a certain uh, configuration of chairs, then we could sit together. Um, because uh, there's normally six people in this one part of the carriage, and that means that in the daytime, everybody sits on the bottom beds. So if you've booked the bottom bed and you want to lie down, you've got all these other people sitting on your bed. So The other people from your kind of block of six. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when they're tired, they can just kind of jump up to the upper berths. But when you're tired, you've got six other people, not to mention their family and the mates that they've just made friends with who, who are all eating food and so, sitting on your bunks. So we often woken up with people sitting on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so Chris got quite, he was always in charge of doing the transport and he yeah. got quite adept at trying to work out. Do so you know which seat numbers you want and which seat numbers you don't want? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it worked. Yeah, sometimes it <laughs> Sometimes it didn't, yeah. Okay. And um, I also picked up on something. Um, it was the work away. Can we cover yep. a little bit about that? So was that in the same, was was that in around Mumbai or in that part of where you um, were? No, that was actually f- before then. So um, that was kind of March uh, down south. And, yeah, work away is a global organisation that, uh, pairs volunteers up with people who need work done and there's all sorts of kind of things you can do farm stays um, helping at schools painting hostels that kind of thing so yep. we volunteered and went up again it was to another hill station um, called Yelgiri Hills and we volunteered for two weeks to go to a place that was supposed to be a school 
Because um, I'm a teacher. Because yep. Chris is a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Turn, right. Turns out the school had no kids. <laughs> okay. So they were still building it or was it just... Uh, no, they had built it. It used to be a, a, a school, uh, a Christian school, and it, um, uh, I think it lost some, some money and then, then the students, and now it's in disrepair and the jungle sort of taken it over. And now the, uh, the son had to come back to set the school up again. But obviously these buildings are in disrepair and... Um, I think they're looking at um, starting it again sometime. So, yeah. So Chris basically and I were trying to. It, there were lots of other workaways there. So one of the other really interesting things about workaway was you get to meet people from other other parts of the world. So there were some people from Eastern Germany and um, Estonia, France, etc. Um, and that was good fun and we had to cook for ourselves but then you do five hours volunteering a day so they'd also got an Airbnb they were trying to set up because they had no money this family had no money um, and also they were trying to set up a dentist studio because the wife was a qualified dentist and this was before they could afford to do anything for the school mm -hmm. so Chris actually made them a couple of videos trying to get some other workaways there and I some tried promotional to, videos yeah but actually trying to do promotion when we had one computer between us and the internet kept going down and... And the power. Some day, and the some power got turned off on certain days. Certain <laughs> days because the, the state wouldn't give power because they were saving power, so they just turned it off for the for the whole village. Okay. The, yeah, so it was interesting. So I don't know whether they got their value from us, but it was an amazing experience. I have to say that, again, was one of my highlights of India. Um, the family we were staying with was lovely. Um, uh, he'd actually been over to America working for a while so he was quite westernised um, and uh, and then meeting the other workaways and it was just in a beautiful location up in the hills so we'd get to go for walks and um, yeah just it was kind of quite a chilled out place compared to sometimes when you're travelling in India it can be quite intense not just from the heat but from the people so yeah. it was actually probably a bit of a respite for us wasn't it was it? yeah yeah, yeah. And, and how yeah, long were you there for? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. And then you moved to Mumbai. That then went that way. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that and, was before Mumbai. Uh, and yeah. then okay. And then you had three or four days in Mumbai, and then you went across the thirty-six hour train yeah. journey. Yeah. So, and that was um, where you did a an excursion on a narrow gauge railway up to into the Himalayas. Was it that was uh, further north, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So we first went to. Um, Calcutta and uh, oh, yes. I, I was uh, I'd eaten some train food and uh, we learned that that's a bit of a mistake right. and so I was a bit sick in Calcutta um, and Helen went and had a look around the town uh, I didn't get to go out because I needed to be close to a toilet yeah. okay. <laughs> <Right>. yes <laughs> I had it. my hair cut there as well which was quite amusing because I had uh, I went into a cheap local ladies hairdressers had to use my hands to gesticulate they had about three people cutting my hair, and then I realised afterwards that they don't really have short hair as women in India. Okay, so I'm not yeah, sure yeah. they'd ever cut any woman's hair that was short, and it wasn't the best haircut I've ever had either. <laughs> <laughs> but what was uh, along that was this probably the worst thing about Calcutta? What was the best? What did you enjoy the most about walking around there? Um, exploring the air. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of it would have been nice to have done it with Chris again, kind of like nice architecture. You know, it's a it's a quite got some pretty bits of the city. There was an old cathedral that I went into, which also almost reminded me of the one near my mum and dad back in the UK. But I think just sitting out and talking to um, 
talking to the locals or I, you know, I had a, a chat with a lady who'd come over from Bangladesh, actually, and she was teaching me how to eat one of these kind of local um, street food, um, you know, snacks, which was essentially crisps and spices all mixed in together. Right. Um, That's one with the scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you sort of use the chip as yep. a as yeah a, yeah yeah like as a, a spoon like a Dorito a yeah <laughs> <laughs> but spicier oh, okay yeah Indian spicy yeah so how long were you in um, it's not called Calcutta anymore though is it it's uh, it's Kolkata Kolkata yeah. yeah okay so they've actually got also um, uh, underground trains so um, like a really efficient metro system there so that was really easy to get about um, considering how busy it is. And I also got my shorts fixed there by somebody sitting on the street with a sewing machine. So he patched a pair of my shorts. Oh, yes. So it's things like that that I actually really enjoy about when you travel in India. So, I mean, I've talked about the kind of fabulous architecture and everything. But to me, it's just the day-to-day interactions you get to have with people. Which of things which that you would just travel- take for granted. Yeah, yeah, which you would never... We'd never do that here. You'd probably just throw it away. just take the shorts away, yeah. Yeah, and buy a new one. And... Um, so how long were we there for? How oh, only about three days. Three so, days. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then mm. we went up to um, the Darjeeling Railway, which was one of the... When we kind of looked at India and said what we wanted to do, that was one of the things that we were... It was on the list of things to do. Because yeah. we'd seen... So that's the narrow gauge, and it travels around about 88 kilometres. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yep. Yeah, diesel train up to this high point, sort of about uh, 1,200 or maybe 2,000 metres um, into the mist... And then it changes over to a steam engine then, and you've got um, people sat in the front, like, smashing bits of, big bits of coal to make them small enough to go in the engine. And um, it's, uh, I, you know, it's like one of these uh, tourist toy trains. And it, it winds around, so it goes back on itself on a, on a, um, a circle at one point, um, goes past, goes so close to shops that you're almost, the train's almost inside the shop, and their and goods and their vegetables are underneath the track. So you actually, as you go over, you can just see down all the vegetables and uh, and stuff. It's amazing. It's pretty good fun, actually. Crossing yeah. the road, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's constant. Basically, for the eight hours or whatever we were on it, it's got its horn blaring. Yeah. We actually were wearing earplugs while we were travelling up because it was so loud. Yeah. Um, and where does it, once once you get up there, what is there? Do you sort of come back down again? There's a place I've got written down. Is It's G-H-U-N. Oh, Goom. Goom. was one of the towns yeah. on the way. But it gets to Darjeeling. And Darjeeling yeah. is a tea plantation and up high in the Himalayas. So when we got there, it was it was misty for about a week and a half and cold. And then one day we just were walking along and the, the, the mist and the cloud went out the way and we just saw the first side of the Himalayas and the third highest peak in the world and it was just out of this world it was amazing yeah the views were amazing again yeah. it's another one of these places that the British used to go up to for the you know to get away from the heat yeah. the heat yeah and um, the actual train journey up normally the, the one of the pools for this train journey is how amazing the view is we of course got none of it on the way up but um, <laughs> it was misling yeah it was miserable <laughs> <laughs> um and it was a cold town, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was really cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and it's fun. It was it was fun, and you know, past these um, Tibetan temples and stuff. You know, yeah, it's cool. Also, up there was a museum, which is somewhat related to New Zealand with Sir Edmund Hillary. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I think um, that area is where Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay did a lot of their climbing from um, before they went to Everest. So there's a museum. I think Tenzing Norgay was from there. So right. his kind of like 
you know, he's almost a benefactor for that for that town as well. Um, and so a museum that we walked around, um, which was, you know, there was lots of old climbing equipment. It just looked like our garage. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it was older, old photographs. Um, of Sam and Hillary. And, yeah, 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 yeah. As well as the other people that have climbed um, yeah. up there as well. And crazy. the flag that he put in the top, you know, you see them in the pictures. Yeah. Was there. yeah I almost yeah. got quite emotional. It was kind of that, that was a New Zealand connection for us, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, but to get into this museum, you also had to walk through a zoo, which we don't normally do zoos, do we? But no. we had to go through a zoo, and so that was quite interesting watching local people interacting with the animals, yep. throwing sticks at red pandas to get them to wake up, yeah, and screaming okay. with excitement at the Bengal tiger until he turned around and sprayed over the entire entire crowd that was crowd because they were it said be quiet and they were not being quiet, quiet. Yeah. yeah okay you sorted them out <laughs> yeah. but um, the, the, the cages were quite small for the size of the animals yeah. and stuff so it's yeah we don't normally like zoos yeah. for that yeah no I'm not a big right. fan of zoos so. yeah. yeah okay and so what would be the highlight of the event like what was what we've covered so far what do you th- well we haven't covered one part it was you know what what was the highlight do you think so i really enjoyed um when we uh left kochi when we first came into uh into india we um took this canal journey so there's a there's a whole pile of canals which can have canal boats journeys not like a canal boat that you'd see in the uk it's like a wide wide canal and it's used for getting around and getting goods everywhere but these these um uh these big boats that um house boats that have these um i I would say they look like reed Mm. reed sort of like um, houses on them um and we didn't go on one of those we went on a sort of like a a post boat that sort of picked up everybody on the on the way yeah and um it took us like eight hours each day but it was amazing to see to see the, the countryside that way and see people um, herding ducks and, um, you know... Uh, washing. Washing all the time, the, you know. How, how do they get things so white there? I've just got no idea. Yeah, you know? I have to say, considering some of the water that people wash things in. Yeah, um, really murky. Yeah, yeah. And, and the wildlife, amazing. Amazing kingfishers, just some of the best we've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, beautiful there. kind of iridescent blue and then kind of going across stretches of water where you've got birds flying overhead of the boat. That was pretty nice. So Kerala, this is in Kerala. Kerala, which is the first state we went to, is actually known for its canals. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah put it on your bucket list. It's, it's well worth well worth a visit. Yeah, so but it was kind of like the locals' boat rather than a touristy one, which is the one you were referring to, with, yeah. which you can stay overnight on. But so when you did that journey, you the boat stopped at a certain place. You hopped off. You went and found a motel or yeah, hotel, yeah. and then just. Yeah, yeah sort of way. sort of halfway along the journey um it comes near the sea and there's there must be a town there that we got on again and then the next day you know popped on the next boat and, and moved eight hours down down the way yeah it's just kind of a slow way to see the world, world. go past yeah. really yeah, yeah. And because it's so warm you know sitting on the top of a boat under shade and having the wind blow through you is a great way to see it yeah yeah and yeah, after probably like... also being traveling in a plane period of oh time. yeah it so we did this quite, yeah yeah it's just a nice. nice nice way of doing it so you asked about um getting a hotel or whatever so we tended to book using booking.com okay. most of the time right uh, also used airbnb or hostels but booking.com we kind of tended to book one night in advance yeah we so never we knew where we were going you know we wanted yeah. to sort of like let it just happen yep yeah not to plan too much 
Uh, I was in charge of transport and Helen was in charge of... Um, Accommodation, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sometimes it was more successful than others for yeah. both of us, both really, parts, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> when you were booking on um, booking.com, did you have issues with internet and stuff like that? Did it just no, most out? of the time, most of the time it was pretty good. We, um, we paid um, to have hotels that had basically stayed in double room with an ensuite with yep. Wi-Fi and mostly it kind of worked and we'd book the next night. Okay. Um, and you talk about Wi-Fi. Um, we got a, uh, a data card, uh, and for the time duration we were there, and the internet was better than it is in New Zealand. Yeah, okay. and yeah. cheap as. Yeah. Okay. And one more thing before we sort of finish off: what about the price of a room? So you talked about a double room with a um, yeah ensuite. ensuite and that, yeah. What sort of price were you looking at there? Um, that was one thousand rupees. What was that? That was. <laughs> I was about ten. I think was okay. it ten or twenty dollars? Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. It was ten or twenty dollars, but um, traveling two people together, that was about the same price as if you'd had two people paying to go in a dorm room. Right. So actually, was Easy. worth it. Worth yeah, it. it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Didn't yeah. make sense to do, yeah. do the dorm room thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and air conditioning we mostly got as well as part okay. of that. Especially as we went up when we got further north, it yeah. got hotter and hotter. Yeah. yeah. So we went to two lots of in the mountains, but other than that, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we've come to the end of this show. Um, Thank you very much for your time, you two. And um, thank you. No worries. Thanks for letting Um, us share our our adventures. Yeah. No, it's an exciting adventure. Okay. So, if you want to find out more information or to follow Chris and Helen's um, YouTube channel, it is Global Gumboots, and that's on um, YouTube. And like Chris said, um, definitely subscribe. And um, they've done a whole um, channel on there. Um, Almost 100 videos now. 100 videos. Almost. Yeah, following yeah. our yeah. adventures. Yeah. So cool. definitely have a look. And um, yeah, we'll talk to um, Helen and Chris again, hopefully, about more of their travels. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. No worries. Thank you, everyone. Bye now. If you liked today's show and would like to hear it again, please go to plainsfm.org.nz and download the podcast by searching the DJ Mac Travel Show. If you would like more information and would like to talk to someone, maybe myself, then please call us on 0800 196633 and that's at Identity Tours here in Christchurch. Thank you and have a good week.